Welcome back to Unemployed with Anna Roisman. It's your girl. I'd say I'm 71% employed today, and I'm so excited to be back here. We're going to get right into our interview. We have, I'm so excited for this guest. We have an amazing guest on today. She is an artist. She is a writer. I'd say she is a, a fashion icon, at least in my world. Uh, you must follow her. And also, you know what? We love this. She is looking for that full-time dream job. We've got Joe Rosenthal on the pod. Hi. Hi. It's great to be here. It's great to have <laughs> you. I love that when I asked you, I literally asked you, I'm like, how should I intro you? And you were like, looking for the full-time dream job. I was like, I love how how open you're manifesting it right now. You really are. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm always manifesting it because it hasn't happened yet. And I'm like, will it ever happen at this point? Who is to say? But do you and also I, a full-time job? Like you want to be working nine to five? I would want to be working my full-time dream job, which is any okay. fashion writing or culture job that is kind of like based in New York City, but really anywhere. Okay. Okay. So if it was something like that, then definitely. Got it. Got it. Thank you for clarifying for me. Because when people <laughs> say I want a full-time dream job, I think to myself, my brain literally goes, oh, I don't know if I could handle a full-time job anymore. Oh, no. I don't think I could handle a full-time job either. But it, if it was a specific job, then definitely because I've constantly been looking. Got it. Got it. All right. Well, now the people who are listening will hire you for that. And it is 97,000 degrees in New York for those of you listening right now. So if you need your fan on, I will not take it personally, uh, you know, but I appreciate you caring about the sound more than your personal health. So (laughs) if I pass out, just (laughs) scream and I'll probably wake up. We'll just edit, you know, we'll edit it out (laughs) fully. Like Joe has passed out and now we are going to bring her back. (laughs) So how have you been? I haven't seen you in a long time. I feel like I follow you. So I, I feel like I keep up with, I keep up with, you know, the Kardashians, but, um, I, I haven't seen you at least since before the pandemic. You did. I know. I saw you at your amazing show. I was just telling my friend about it. I was like, I know these two comedians who have this amazing show that we need to see. It's all fashion based. And I think, I think about it quite often actually. So just so you know, it's on my radar and you're so sweet. I feel like there's, um, I don't want to sound offensive when I say this, but I don't know if fashion and comedy correlate in all the right ways. Yeah. And so um, you and Maya definitely stick out when it comes to being fashionable in the comedy scene. Thank you. Thank you. I mean, that's kind of why we did the show. We wanted a place where we can incorporate both because we love fashion and we love doing comedy. And like, is there a world where we can like just have both be there. So that's mm-hmm. the goal. That's the goal of that show. Come on, on July 22nd. That's when we're, I won't miss it. I won't miss it. We're reviving it from the, the ashes of the pandemic. <laughs> <laughs> oh um, my gosh. Can't wait. I know me too. So yes, you did my show and I, and we followed each other. And I always think, I think you're amazing. I think you are a very open person. I think you're very vulnerable on social media and you wear dope outfits and your writing and your art. Everything is so good. So, um, I feel the same way about you. Stop. No, you're pretty. No. (laughs) (laughs) Um, so that's why I wanted to have you on the pod. So I want to know how has your pandemic been? I feel like I've seen you working some of it, right? Mm -hmm. I was working some of it, but most of all, it was very isolating, except for the fact that um, when my best friend, because I I quarantined alone in Greenpoint Mm. and that was I was very far away and I was still trying. I was at first I was like, yeah, I'm going to have so much time to like sit and be with myself and like think about all my actions that have led me up to this point. But then I was like, wow, I really everything has led me up to this point where I'm (laughs) alone in the pandemic. But luckily, my best friend, um, he he likes to walk everywhere. He lives in Bed-Stuy. So okay. he would take like the hour and a half walk to my apartment in Greenpoint. And he, we were like quarantine buddies and Aww. we pretty much like cooked together. We baked a lot. We would walk, we watched like every TV show you can imagine. And that definitely helped pass the time and make it really, really fun. That's so nice. I know. I think we all were brave at, at the beginning. We're like, wow, I'm really going to get stuff done. I'm going to like mm-hmm. just stay in and like 
you know, figure out life. And then we were all like, fuck, it's been like uh, weeks now. What do I do with myself? Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> well, that's nice of your friend. Are you still in Greenpoint? Or are you still in New York? No, I, I'm still in New York. I'm actually looking for an apartment as well. So shout out if anyone knows the apartment <laughs> situation in, in New York, please hit me up. Um, I live in Little Italy. Oh, cool. Mm-hmm. That's a fun it, jump from Greenpoint yeah, to Little Italy. It's, it's definitely really different, except for the thing that's the same is the bugs. The bugs. Oh, no. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No. Bugs. Yeah. And I'm not a bug person, obviously. So I'm not they don't either. mix well together. No, I'm not either. I saw a caterpillar in the elevator yesterday. Like, centipede it was long Mm. one of the two maybe it was their cousin and it was long and I like I like jolted and then I look look back and there was a pile I thought of bugs and I like I yelped and it was wood chips but you know when you see one bug and then you turn around and it's like a bunch of wood chips your your brain is Mm -hmm. like oh I'm in fear factor like there's worms everywhere yeah you're like the worms are here and they're coming to get me (laughs) so where were you working I you were working at like was it an art show or a museum? This is how much I, I'm, I'm a terrible friend. I'm like, where? what was oh, it? No, it looked no, no. so cool. Uh, let's see. Oh, yes. I work at an art gallery. Mm. Um, and they recently just closed a show and opened a new one. What, one of my many jobs is working at an art gallery. It's called Fort Makers. I'm a really big fan because everyone I work with is like the coolest like I've never had like cool bosses before. Um, and these nice. bosses are very, very cool. Like the other day, me and my boss went out for margaritas and we just talked about our lives. And I, she was like, you know what? I feel like you should not work at the gallery every day and you should just like do something more creative for us. And I was like, OK, for so now them, I don't though. have to sit there. Yeah, for them. So now I don't have to sit there every day. And now I get to like be a content creator. That's awesome. Congrats. Yes, whatever that means. You know, that's like a big title. I feel like content creator like could mean something, could mean nothing. <laughs> right. But you know what? It shuts up a, like our parents' generation. I think if mm-hmm. I like meet my parents' friend, they're like, what do you do? And if I say content creator, they're like, okay. They're like, what's, sounds- what is content? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> they will say that. That's really cool that... I feel like I've had the opposite where bosses are like, I feel like you shouldn't be working here. You should go do something else. And I'm like, mm-hmm. are you being nice to me or firing me? Like, I don't know which, <laughs> yeah, yeah. which it like, is. like, is this right for you? And you're like, I mean, money is right for everybody, <laughs> obviously. Yeah. I wanted to be an assistant my whole life. Yeah, no. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, that's really great. The art show looked really cool. I Was it? Yeah. It was like Goodnight was, Moon or something? Yes, yes. Can so they basically I took... you too. I went through your photos too. <laughs> they basically took the entire interior of the book of goodnight moon and then transform the gallery into that space so there was everything from a bed a rocking chair that's cool like giant furniture um the walls were like slime green color and it was just a really fun thing but it was a really really high stress situation because you're not allowed to touch the art Mm. and so people would come in try and jump on the bed they would i got called a monster by a little kid and i was just like (laughs) I was just like, oh, my God, I thought that I was I I feel like way younger than 26. And so I was just like, if I'm a monster like that, then my life is over. I could see that being like because it seems so like whimsical and fun and bright that people are like, oh, we can. It's an interactive Mm -hmm. thing. You're like, no, it's art. Please. Yeah, I I would seriously every day try not to have like a full on breakdown because (laughs) somebody would touch something, drop something. Luckily, nothing got broken and I would have to work there. I work there Wednesday to Sunday. And so from that, my boss is like, "Okay, we're only going to have people sit at the gallery max like twice a week or once Mm. a week so that you like nobody goes like gets really upset when somebody tries to touch something. (laughs) Ellen, I feel like you would love going to that kind of uh, show. Yeah, it sounds cool. And there was a bunch of artists working on it. It was 13 different artists, including um, Janie Korn. I don't know if you know where she makes candles. She's really, really amazing. Um, she was one of the ones that sticks out. She makes like candles of portraits of people. So you basically send her an image of yourself and she'll make a candle of it. Wow, oh, that's so fun. Yeah, I love that. I can yeah, love it's candles. Really cool. I'm staring at my candle that's melting right now. I have a candle. <laughs> I keep trying it's to just put melting it in the, in the heat. Yeah, and I keep trying to melt it again to reform it. I'm showing it to you guys. This is Patreon exclusive, but it's this. I have which, the same oh, candle and it yeah. does the same thing. There's it, no hope. There's it's no, there's no, no hope. straight, right? 
they're supposed to be straighter, yeah. but this one really dips. And I literally keep sticking it outside or in the window to like warm up. And then I'm like, oh, I'll put it like, I'll push it together and then stick it in the fridge. It, it doesn't mm-hmm. work. I actually am going to turn on the fan. Okay. <laughs> Hold on one second. It's right here. <laughs> it's fine. I, I don't want people to be uncomfortable for okay. the podcast. Yeah. Tell me if that's too, is that too loud? Can you hear really loudly? I don't hear anything, honestly. Oh, okay, perfect. Yeah. Thank you. I just, wow, I now just I, now hear I her hair like blowing in the wind, blowing. you know? Feel, it looks nice. I actually just wanted diva wind. Nice. So Yeah. She just go. turned into Beyonce, guys. It's wild. <laughs> Please subscribe to the Patreon <laughs> just to watch this. Um, all right, cool. So you're working at the art. So do you have a, bu- a billion jobs right now? You know how I said I was like 70% employed? How how employed are you right now? I would say I'm like also 70% employed because I this week I'm only working Friday to Sunday. Okay. But Friday to Sunday, I do have two different things to do every day. Oh, wow. That's a lot. Yes. So like, it's working at the remote. gallery. Not remote. Not remote. So... It's working at the gallery and then working at this like cool restaurant in Soho, but I mostly work at their location in Dumbo. Oh, nice. I want to come. I want to come see you at your cool restaurant. It's called Cafe Jeton. It's very cool. I know Cafe Jeton. Yeah, the food's amazing, actually. And I I, I really like the environment. Went there every day when I first moved to New York City. I lived on Mott and Prince. Oh, really? Next door to the Cafe Jeton there. Literally. Yeah, yeah, they they do. They're supposedly known for having the first avocado toast yeah. in New York. Yeah, amazing. I, I was, I was, I we lived in Soho. My ex boyfriend's uncle died, and his parents were like, "I guess you can stay in this apartment till we sell it." So I lived there for free, <laughs> and so I'd always so cool. go to Cafe Chaton and get the avocado and the chicken sandwich was my favorite. That, mm-hmm. oh, it's fucking. They good. haven't changed the menu since 1994 when they opened. So if you want to feel nostalgic, that's the place to go. Yeah, and now they take credit cards. They never took credit cards, mm-hmm. and now they take credit cards yeah. and tips. Yeah, I mean I've- they took tips before, but I have to emphasize tips because. A certain celebrity came in on a, a luncheon Uh-oh. and the person that he was with um, was like, I didn't realize I had to tip on like a $97 meal. I'm like a certain celebrity who played the Joker, but not um, the good Joker, like, <laughs> <laughs> but it's not Joaquin Phoenix. <laughs> yeah, I think Got we it. know. Got it. <laughs> Got it. This is okay. like our last podcast. We had someone who worked for a white rapper but she won't wouldn't say the name. I'm like, well, there were only so like there's f- like four. <laughs> there's one that I could think of. Yeah, it was the right one. <laughs> oh my god! Wait, last time I went to Cafe Jatan, Ellen, it was before we used to work together in Soho, and Joe Jonas uh, was there, and I was like, wow. a lot of celebrities. Alexander Skarsgård was there. He likes eggplant. <laughs> in case anyone is wondering, and he's single because my coworkers were, are like obsessed with him. Wow, he's hot. He was like very handsome. I love that. I'm going to come visit you there for sure. Um, although I used to yes, hate yes, when friends visited anytime. me at work. but No, no. I, anytime I see a familiar face, I'm so, so happy. It gives me like the best like break in my day. Yeah, it does pass so the time. So it feels ref- refreshing. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. So you are bi- you are very busy right now. I'm proud of you. That's impressive. And oh, and I also do freelance writing. Yes. You've written for a long time and you do your art. Do you, are you still painting or drawing? Yeah, I was in the, the book fair last weekend. Cool. Um, I sold pretty much everything I made. I was working for like, like I had like a bunch of all nighters where I painted a bunch of like boots that people nice. could acquire for $20. I love and that. So I think I'm going to, cause I'm all about affordable art. Mm-hmm. I love that. And so um, I hope to continue doing that, but I'm taking a break right now because I'm just like swamped with other things. I got you. Well, when you start painting again, I'd love to buy a painting from you to hang oh in my, my apartment. Oh my gosh, you can have one. It's like a fair trade for allowing me to be on this podcast. No way. <laughs> I am a paying customer. No way. Uh, all right. I want to take it back to young Joe. Okay. Where I want to know, did you grow up in New York? I don't even know I where you grew up. I grew up in up. Miami, Florida. Oh, I did know this. I was born this. on South Beach. On South Beach. Wow. On, on the beach. beach. At I the clubs. I know the hospital. <laughs> at the club, I, I was instantly released from the womb and at the club, I went to the club. <laughs> That's like what I, how I picture Miami. I'm like, had a baby. They're in the club already. You know, they're, they're going all night, partying, all, staying on the beach all day. 
Um, wow, that's funny. I didn't know you were from Miami until you said it right now. Are your parents still there? <laughs> my mom actually moved here during the pandemic last October. And then my dad is still in Fort Lauderdale. But every day he's like, I wish I wasn't here. Oh, wow. Okay. Got it. I imagine good for your mom to get out of Florida during the pandemic. I heard it wasn't mm-hmm. as fun down there during COVID. No, it's, it wasn't fun if you took COVID as you should take COVID right. as like a pandemic. And yeah. my mom was like, I either I leave the house and every no one is wearing a mask and everybody's like partying and getting really drunk in the streets. And like, there's like constantly like sirens yeah. or I stay in my house and I try and plan moving to New York. Cool. I think she made the right move. I had friends who were like, there wasn't really a pandemic in Florida. And I was like, oh, okay. (laughs) You're like, it's still going on. (laughs) So you grew up in Florida. What was like the first job you ever had? Or did you know what you wanted to be when you were younger? I should ask first. The first job I ever had isn't very exciting. So I'm going to talk about the second job I had, which is even more exciting, which was working at American Apparel. Nice. When I I was 15. Nice. Oh, my God. One day I need to do like a, a super cut of everyone's stores they worked at because we've had Hollister, Abercrombie. We haven't had an American Apparel yet. But I'm, I'm so glad because everyone I know has worked there. So I'm like, is that basically? No, say? I'm fascinated by it because I I loved American Apparel. Mm-hmm. And now I, it I feels like, it. yeah, I was going to say now I feel like my like tank tops from there and stuff. They're like a collector's like item. Vintage. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Cool. So that was your, that was like one of your first, you were 15. Were you selling clothes? Were you working the register? I was selling clothes. Oh my gosh. So when I was younger, my mom used to always ask me what I wanted to do. And my response was always, I want to work the cash register. (laughs) And so, (laughs) and so I did get to work the cash register. And when I did, my mom would always be like, cause I would obviously, a lot of people were like 18, 20, whatever. And I was like the youngest person to work there by like three or four years yeah um my mom I would come from home from work and my mom would be like did you get to use the cash register today and I would feel fulfilled (laughs) (laughs) it's the little things things. I love that so much she's like I did I pressed the buttons (laughs) someone changed I'm a real adult did you get a discount get to shop at least 50 percent but um I would use the five finger discount, honestly, because that's what everybody did. And there were no censors on on the clothes. Nice. Yeah. That's a true confession right there. Nice. (laughs) And the company's not really a thing anymore. So what are they going to do? Sue me? No, they're not coming for you. But if they (laughs) if they are coming for you, honestly, you're giving them more press right now. You know what I mean? Like by by talking about it and how cool it was. Um, I love that. I, st- I, I still wear all, I, I don't get rid of my American apparel stuff. I don't know why, but it's just like always the ba- the best like basics to have. Some of the stuff I have, I'm like really glad I have it. Cause it, it like reminds me of a time where everybody cool dressed a certain way. Mm-hmm. And so it makes me feel like really nostalgic for that. And they layered everything. They layered, mm-hmm. you could wear 20 outfits in one, like or from 20 America. tank tops on top of each other. <laughs> yeah, they did. How long did you work there? I worked there for two years. Cool. And then I ended up going to like a boarding school for a little while. And then I came back and I was like, I do, I still want this job. And I didn't really want the job anymore. So then I became an art teacher for little kids. Nice. That at, at like an elementary school or something? Yeah. Like in, it was, it's this place called the South Florida Art Center. I don't know if it's still there anymore, but they used to have like youth programs and I would teach like the like the little kid programs like on how to crochet and like watercolor and I really fell in love with doing that but it's really hard to be a teacher for me it was at least yeah also you were young and mm-hmm. yeah I was like 17 and and I've always had that mentality like as soon because once you're you become 15 in Florida you're like legal to work uh-huh and so as soon as I became legal to work I was like I'm gonna have a job and I'm not gonna not have a job She's not going to not have a job. <laughs> yes. You can quote me on that. That's what I'll say on my gravestone. Not not have a job. I love that so much um, because I called this a, a podcast the unemployed podcast, but I should have called it the always somewhat employed podcast. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? It's a very – the double negative really helps bring out the best in you. <laughs> Definitely. 
<laughs> so she worked constantly. All right. So we have a lot of jobs to cover, but hopefully you have like a couple of your favorites. Did you stay in Florida after high school or you said you no, went to a boarding as school? As soon as I graduated high school, I was like, fuck this shit. I'm leaving Florida. <laughs> and then I moved to New York in July. And then I haven't looked back. The only I've only traveled to places for like months at a time. But New York has always been like my home base. Yeah. Yeah. So what did you do? And did you go to college or did mm-hmm. I went to Parsons? Oh, nice. I was a double major in fine arts and nonfiction writing with a minor in art studies. Damn, girl, you <laughs> yeah. put it on your plate. No <laughs> wonder you have 14 jobs this weekend. You're like, I, I, know. I was like, why have one major when I can have like two and a half, three? <laughs> like, I did really, really like school. And then while I was working, while I was in school, I was also like, I need to be working. So I, I looked everywhere for a job. And that is how I got my job working at Free People in Rockefeller Center for two years. Wow. I can't mm-hmm. imagine working in Rockefeller Center. Was it? It was always busy. It was always busy, never fun. Never fun? And, and and very, very high stakes. I definitely made some really, really great friends who, now that I think about it, I don't think I'm friends with any of the people I worked at Free People with anymore. <laughs> <laughs> but at you the time. Are. No, no. I can think of one girl who <laughs> really doesn't like me. She tried to get me fired from one of my jobs, actually. One of my other jobs. What? what? A- um, aside from Free People? Mm-hmm. Not cool. No, after we both stopped working at Free People about like two years ago, she tried to get me fired from like this one freelance writing job that I have. Sounds like she's jealous. I'm just gonna, mm-hmm. just gonna put but that. I wish out her there. all the best because you know she, she could. I don't know. We could be friends. I guess. <laughs> I'm I hope like so. I'm like I don't know. I just hope she's well. Let's make amends to everyone we don't like anymore on this podcast right now. <laughs> <laughs> So now called the Amends Podcast. It will be, yeah. Oh <laughs> uh, well, so, but Free People has good clothes. Like, did you did you enjoy the actual job itself there? Or I loved working there because I was like, wow. Because when I was younger, I had always loved Free People. I would get the catalogs in the mail, and I would like circle everything I wanted, and I would be like, one hundred twenty eight dollars is basically like a million dollars to me. So mm-hmm. will I ever be able to afford anything? But luckily, you get 40% off if you work at Free People. So everything became like $60 or $70, which was still, I was only making $13 an hour. Yeah. And I started at, I started at like, maybe like $10 or $11 an hour. So did you get commission or no? No. (sighs) That sucks because you probably helped a lot of people pick out good stuff. Yeah, I thought so. And they were so... Um, sales driven Mm. so every single thing you had to do was like if you're not selling then you're clearly doing something wrong and that was like very high pressure for me who was 19 and just wanted to like be partying in New York (laughs) and yet I would take the train to Rockefeller Center pretty much four to five days a week and I would sit there being like top pants (laughs) and then at Christmas time we all had to like dress in like Santa hats and stuff and that was when it was really the worst time of my life. Yeah. I can imagine Rockefeller Center on Christmas. It, I mean, like I've seen the movies, you know, I've, I've been I probably avoided it in person because of like, you know, seeing how crazy it is. And like people just like mm-hmm. I used to the work stores. over there. They let us go home early on the <laughs> night when they oh, lit the tree me. so we could avoid the giant crowds. They're like, watch out for that free people. There's so many people shopping there. I right know now. there's so many people in there and we would have to stay. So it would be kind of like open-ended. Mm-hmm. So it would just say you work like 12 to close and, and close could be anywhere from like midnight to 2 a.m. Close was when they got to tell you to leave. Huh? So if you didn't have a set time, like some people would leave at nine, some people would leave at 10 and then they'd be like, and some of you have to stay until every single thing is folded. And I don't know if you know this, but the Rockefeller Center location is their flagship. I know. So it's like, five million square feet yeah it's a big (laughs) one so we would have to fold every single thing and take pictures and have it inspected wait take pictures of what of your how the store looks and (laughs) of the folding and if it wasn't like perfect you would get yelled at oh my god that's so i guess that's corporate for you that you had to like fold a bunch of sweaters take a photo of it send it off what if they're like hey i'm sorry joe it really not a good pile like did you have to redo it would be like the worst most stressful time in my life (laughs) (laughs) damn that's a lot 
I, yeah, I, I haven't worked retail in a very long time, but that seems like too much pressure for what it was it is. so much pressure. And then I was, I, I just felt like that the, I was going to improve and then it never improved. And then I was just like, I'm going to take some time off. And then I just didn't go back. Good for you. That Christmas season, I bet turned off a lot of people at a lot of different free people. So. I know, right? <laughs> she was Especially free when- people now. I had, I had to. <laughs> oh yeah. I know. Uh, yeah, I guess they did have a brand called We the Free, and that's not how I felt. We the Free? <laughs> I don't know that. I thought they had <laughs> other other brands. I guess they have their they own. Some so I think they might um, on their website. Mm. I only shop online now, so. <laughs> I know, right? They would be like, I'm not even joking, they would be like, you work here. And you should feel like no one else because you have a position that makes you different from everybody. You're a free people girl. (laughs) Wow. (laughs) And you don't know the honor that that comes with. And I was just like, I just want to go home. (laughs) You're like the honor of a 40% off sweater. So it's like a sorority. (laughs) Thank you so much. Yeah. Right. And every now and again, they would be like, and one of these tops is 60% off. But only three employees are allowed to get it. Oh, wow. There were limitations. And there's also, no offense to Rockefeller Center, there's nowhere to eat up there. (laughs) (laughs) That's true. It's just like nasty, like. There's like a Starbucks. There's like a Nathan's Hot Dogs. A Pret. You can eat at the ice rink. They need yeah. to get like a, they don't have like a Shake Shack there or anything like. They probably now do. Mm, got I can eat at Magnolia. I can wait in that line for five hours. Mm, mm. You can come over to my apartment right now, actually. I have a, I had a Magnolia birthday cake the other day and I still have pounds of Magnolia cake. I love Magnolia. It was so good. Ellen, you had the cake, right? I had it. I hear it's not good. fun working there. I bet. I bet that's stressful too. I mean, any of because those. Because they have to frost the, the cupcakes in a certain way. Oh, Yeah. Oh, everything's perfect there. Uh, that you gotta love baking, I think, to work there, and not just want to eat a cupcake every so often. <laughs> no, I totally agree with you. So you were working at Free People. You're working uh, retail, and that was kind of like your your survival job, right? Because you were probably re- like freelance writing and doing art, which is what you yes, that's want when to I be also doing. started interning. Okay. So I interned at Nylon Magazine in their e-commerce department. Cool. And that was really, really cool. And that's when I made my Instagram because they were like, everyone has to have an Instagram to work here. And wow. I was like, and same thing with free people. They were weirdly like, you have to have a social media presence. Honestly, though, like good for those places to like say that to you, you know, a while ago. Yeah, they like- gave me like the push that was like six years ago. And they kind of like gave me the push to do that. So I felt like really... Like I, I was like, okay, I'm in it to win it now. Yeah. And did, when you, when you started your Instagram, were they, did they give you any direction? Like we need you to post like outfits or this or that, or were you allowed to do whatever you wanted? Well, for nylon in the e-commerce department, they would get a lot of like samples of the clothes that we had to put on the website. Mm. And so um, every now and again, I would get to model some accessories. And I thought that was like the coolest, most fun thing. And so um they would every now and again, they would post a picture of me and I would get to repost it. And I felt very cool because I was like, I'm finally part of something that is not working really strenuous retail. Mm-hmm. But it's also you getting to express yourself, too, even if it's like, you know, wearing accessories from something, you know, that you didn't necessarily pick out. Like, I feel like I feel like your followers probably like they trust your style and they trust your instincts. So it's like anything you wear looks cool. Like. I really hope so. Yeah. Every now and again, I'll get somebody who's like, you stupid bitch. And I'm like, <laughs> I'm like thank you. We all do. <laughs> yeah. My dad always said, when you get mean comments, that's how you know you've made it. You know, like, really? yeah, because like people are people are spending their time to say something, to just say anything, to say something negative to you. It's like it's like you're you're taking up people's time who don't who have. They're not even nice and they're spending time on your page. I'm like, you're right. I have made it when people tell me. What an honor. Yeah. (laughs) Can't take it personally. I mean, I'm sure you've got thick skin. Having a lot of followers. No, I cry every time. No. (laughs) No, you don't. I take screenshots and I'll send it to my best friend and we'll just like, he'll, 
he'll like say something that makes me smile about it. But I do take every mean comment personally because for some reason that's who I am. Oh, I want to help. Send them to me next time you get them. (laughs) I'll have a really good response for all of them. I have to stop myself from it. I don't respond to them as much as I wish I could because I, I get like feisty over it. You know what I mean? I just don't respond and then the person has to sit with what they said. Mm-hmm. 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 There you go. I don't usually respond to really mean ones, but you'll love this. I I think I even screenshot it and put it on uh, Instagram, but on Twitter, I posted a photo of my mom from my brother's wedding. My mom for, who at my brother's wedding, because she was really funny. She wore this really cool gown and you knew she felt very special. So she like, I said, walk the runway, you know, and I like filmed her and my mom is like, she's a dentist. She has no like model, you know what I mean? She was like, and it was like really funny because she looked insane trying to walk the runway. And some like woman trolled her on Twitter. I was like, this is the ugliest dress I've ever seen. You might want to tell your mom to hire a stylist. Like, you know, she really has, she really looks terrible here or something. And I was like, my You're like no one asked <laughs> like my 60 something year old mom wearing a pretty dress you're gonna tell her tell me how she needs a stylist she looked very cool it was a very cool zimmerman like runway dress Ooh. it was fancy that's a cool brand that's a cool brand i can say that she definitely looked at me she i'll send you it she looked awesome and i, I so i posted it and i was like I was like, I think my mom made it. Like, I think, you know, she won't, my mom won't even see this comment, but I was like, this is so fun. So I wrote back to her. I'd love to see your style. <laughs> like, it's just because I'm like, the fuck are you wearing, lady? Yeah. yeah right? Pajamas while you write that mean comment. Yeah. 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 Meanwhile, I love that I'm talking about her now on the podcast. See, they want the attention. They want it. Yeah. Shout out to that lady. Yeah. Her profile said verified by me. I was like, girl, you oh. did it. <laughs> that is so I'm gonna, I'm gonna steal that. Verified by me. Yeah. Oh, I loved it. I was like, she's cut co- who's she coming for? What what is she? She's nothing better to do. Uh fuck the haters. You look adorable and everything, and you, you you're so creative. I mean, like literally, they're jealous of you. That's how I take it. They're jealous of you if they're mean. Especially they're like the men. Men, men shouldn't even be commenting on anything. The other day, somebody told me I looked like his balls. (laughs) (laughs) What? Uh, I hope you were like cold and small. Thanks. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I was like hairy and uh, I don't know. shrivels up (laughs) yeah I was like what does he mean by that but I guess I'll take it Take it, take it. Someone told me I looked like Stephen Colbert recently, and I could—I honestly can't get it out of my head. I was like, "Do I? I've never heard that before that's, in my that's life." That's flattering, though, because he makes like a bajillion dollars. He does, and he's very funny. It was just one of those—you know—you get sometimes people will be like, "You know who you look like," and you've heard the the hits before. But that was one I was like, "What the fuck?" That's totally just because you both wear glasses. It is. Thank you. Yeah. It's, it's the glasses. They think everyone who wears glasses looks the same. You're like, you mean I look like his hot daughter? Yes. <laughs> hot, I'll, funny yes, daughter. My, I should have said that. That's funny you said that. He's my dad. <laughs> Unfollow. <laughs> All right. I so, forgot to tell you tell about um, this job that I, one of my first jobs, um, where I had to dress in a mascot costume. Was this the one you skipped over? And now we're revisiting. (laughs) (laughs) This wasn't the one I skipped over. This is the one that just dawned on me. Okay. Because my friend and I were talking and he was like, you should say that because it's really, really funny. What's the mascot? What was the costume? So there was this um, company in Miami called Friends With You and they have these like cute little anime costumes. And so my friend asked me if I wanted to do some community service. And the way she prefaced it was she was like, it's for the Make-A-Wish Foundation. Nice. You're going to be getting to play with, like, sick kids, and you're going to dress up in this costume and make them feel really, really happy. That sounds like an amazing and, and job. And I was like, that sounds perfect. I would love to do it. I was, like, 16 at the time, and I was like, I need to do my community service, and this is a really great way to give back. And so as soon as we got there, it was at this ginormous mansion, like the biggest <laughs> house I'd ever seen in my entire <laughs> life. And they made us put on these giant, like, eight-foot-tall blow-up costumes where, like, your head would be here and then, like, the top of the costume would be, like, way, right. way above. Like, and you then, see through the neck or whatever. Yeah, you could see through, like, a tiny little hole. And then 
it was also like a hundred degrees that day. And then right before we um, went to see the kids, they were like, just so you know, this isn't for kids who are sick. This is for the donors of the Make-A-Wish Foundation's children because we're doing a little benefit so that they can have fun. Wait, and your friends, you thought you were going to dress up and put on a show for kids like for charity or something but it's like, not at all <laughs> and it's the rich no, kids it was, it was just rich kids so as soon as i got <laughs> out into the middle of the the thing they were like okay kids like the performers are here me and my friends literally walk out into the middle kids run over to me start kicking and punching <sighs> the costume oh my god of course like crazy they knock me to the ground i'm in the costume hysterically crying <laughs> and i can't get up and then oh i god. finally get up and i was like I told my, I like waddled over to my friend in the costume. I was like, I'm not doing this anymore. And then they let me sit in like the, the maid's quarters for the rest of the time. They were like, you're not allowed to go to the party. What? You were punished? I was punished. <laughs> Wait, that's wild. And it's wild. Did you tell your friend who told you about the gig? Were you like, hey, you kind of misled me here. She was like, I didn't realize that this is what it was because I was given misinformation as well. Oh my God. And then so th- she passed, she passed out in her costume. <laughs> oh. <laughs> You're lucky you got out. Honestly, you probably would have passed out if it was 110 degrees and kids are kicking you in a, oh, oh, that torture. Not sound fun. <laughs> so that was a really not glamorous job I've had, but to cancel that one out and talk about a glamorous job. One time I got to get, um, my makeup done by a Chanel beauty person and they filmed the video and I never saw the video, but I still felt really special that day. You never saw the video? No, I I want to see this video. It was just like they did. They were like, this is how you put on a smoky eye. Nice. That's cool. Yeah. That really changed my life for the better. (laughs) And that took away the pain from the mascot costume. I also hate that it was uh, like, not to, not to go back, but it was your idea of like, I'm doing community service. This is good. And then it turns you off from it. Cause you're like, man, that community service gig sucked. That wasn't (laughs) what I thought it was going to be. It's not every day you wake up and you're like, I should get punched in the face today. (laughs) (laughs) For free. Yeah. (laughs) <laughs> they were paying me. Costume, maybe I'd let some kids punch costume, me. Yeah. yeah. Only yeah. the people in Times Square <laughs> wake up and think that. So you've had other modeling gigs like like the Chanel one, right? That were like, mm-hmm. how did that start? Did you So I feel like I've been really because I'm I'm only five two, um, modeling has always been something I wanted to do, but I've always been told that I was like too small or people have commented like other things about like what I look like or my height, which is like really um not been fun but but despite so that, dumb I've always, yeah, I always yeah. wanted to model too because I, I liked clothes and I wanted I just I did it as a kid but then when you get older like you said they were like she's not tall enough or anything and I'm like what the fuck like yeah you're like why is height a requirement you cannot tell how tall someone is in a photo you can't it's true so I have been really um lucky to be part of like a lot of up-and-coming brands little campaigns and stuff and so that kind of has like really helped boost my confidence because I've always been the type of person in my head to be like I'm gonna end up working some sort of like retail job or some job that's like not really fun to like make ends meet and sometimes it gets it gets me really fun actually yeah that's cool any favorites that you've done let's see it's so funny. I'm just like, like there, are there favorites? Okay. Um, I really like the brand Alana Cohn. Modeling for her brand has been really fun because she's the nicest person and their studio is in the Navy Yard and I really like it over oh, there. Oh, cool. That's fun. Um, mm-hmm. That was really, really fun. I got to do some like Teen Vogue thing um, for Fashion Week. Go that was off. a really cool thing. That's great. Yeah, I was just like, yeah, I was... It was they had a bunch of like indie brands put clothes on like um, cool girls and then the cool girls just got to like stand there and Anna Winter would come over and be like, yes or no. Really? (laughs) Yeah, but not me. They told me not to stand. They were like, okay, Anna's coming. You can't. You don't. You have to stay in the back. Are they all frightened of her? I imagine it's very tense in rooms where she's going to walk into. She walks in and everybody's like, (laughs) she'll shield your eyes. Don't look at her. If you look at her, she'll sense She'll sense it and she won't like that. Wow. <laughs> I'm, I'm watch. I just watched the like 15 year reunion for devil wears Prada 
And they oh, all really? like got together. Yeah, it's 15 years. I'm writing an article about it. So I watched Entertainment Weekly. I highly recommend you guys watch it. It was really good if you liked the movie. But they all like got together on a movie. Zoom and they like talked about it. And like they were just talking to Meryl Streep. And, you know, it's inspired by Anna Wintour, but she kind of did her own thing with it. But it was like it's just that they were like, we watched some of that environment. Everyone is afraid of like the boss, you know, and it's just, they don't know how to behave in the room. And like most of that movie is like the people's reaction to her. It's not necessarily what she does. Like she's evil, but she's quiet. She's subdued. It's everyone else being like, she's coming. Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's everyone else who's just like very intimidated, but you know what? She's a regular human being who goes to the bathroom just like everybody else does. So that makes her more human. <laughs> yep. She poops. <laughs> everybody poops. Even Anna Wintour. <laughs> that would be a really good t-shirt or a book. That would be. Oh, that's fun. Um, so that's cool. So you did some modeling stuff. How is writing going? Have you had any like over the years, have you had any like fun writing jobs that you, you know, that really yes. like made you feel good or? So I write for this British fashion magazine called Post Post Magazine. And that's been like my saving grace because my boss is like, she's based in London. She's like, the, her name's Maria. She's shout out to her because she is so cool. That's she's awesome. really given me the opportunity to like build my portfolio in writing and kind of been like, if you have um, a personal essay that you want to share, we would love to post it on the website. And through that, I've been able to do a lot of like my favorite articles. That's so cool. Mm -hmm. So that's been something that's really, really helped me. Um, and I'm lucky that she's given me the opportunity to like attend fashion week on her behalf. And so that's been really, really cool. Cause I never thought that I would be able to do that. 15 year old me did not think that in, in a mascot costume that I would ever <laughs> make it to fashion week. Do you go to all of them or do you go to Mainly just New York. New York. I don't know what capacity it's going to exist in this time. Yeah. And if you ever want to come with me to any parties, I usually get a plus one. Joe, so. yes, I would love to. I once snuck into Fashion Week in costume and... Surprisingly really easy. Yeah. Yeah. We had tickets to a show, but I was in drag and I was interviewing all these influencers and stuff and they didn't know I was like in drag. Or they did and played along, but they were kind of, they didn't. I'll send you this video sometime. You'll like it. Yeah, yeah, send it to me. It's very silly. But I love, I love going to fashion shows and stuff. That's awesome that you get to go on behalf of this, like, platform. Yeah, it's been really, really cool. And it's been, it's definitely, that's another um, part of my life where I really need to have thick skin because um, sometimes you'll be sitting in a seat and somebody will think they're more important than you and be like, that is my seat. And if you don't get up, I'm going to scream. Oh, God. <laughs> and there's been times where I've seen girls be like, if you put me in the second row, I will leave and I will post about it. <laughs> so I've been like, I'll sit in second row. I'll sit in third, fourth, fifth row. It's yeah. fine because I'm just glad to be here. It's so funny, too, because they're not even that. You can see everything from the third row as well. Like, it's just, man, people have big egos, I guess. That they need more nice people like you in fashion. That's honestly, yeah, I just, I'm like, I'm just really happy to be included. I'll sit anywhere. You can put me in the back. You can all sit in the dumpster. It's really okay. <sighs> no, that they need you in the front row now. It's like, well, whenever I have a fashion show, you're sitting in the front row. No, no questions. It's you're gonna Thank have three. You. I will seats. remind you that when I visit your show. Okay, you can have three <laughs> seats in the front row. Uh, I'll I'll rope them off. I'll be like Joe. Let her spread her leg. Let her lay down if she wants. Yeah, I don't I'm gonna care. lay full like this. <laughs> mm -hmm. Yes, please. I'm small, so I can. I only need two chairs. It's fine. <laughs> that'll take that'll be as much as I need to sprawl out. <laughs> So with all of this, I had a question for you. Do you consider yourself an influencer now? Not really anymore. Okay. Because I feel like people are so uninterested in, in Instagram. And I feel like it's um, not really my passion anymore. I do have it because it's been a really um, interesting way for me to get work and for yeah. me to connect with brands I really like since I am really obsessed with fashion. But I feel like influencing is kind of like over because everybody has such interesting personal style now mm -hmm. that like no one needs to like look at anyone else for advice, really. Or at least that's what I've noticed. Like I have a 15 year old sister and I'm just like, do you are you on Instagram? Are you on TikTok? And she's kind of like, no, like, yeah, I'm on them. But like, I don't really care about them that much because like I'm really inspired by like the people I see around me. Mm. So instead of being like, what is this? mean girl who lives in LA wearing you can mm -hmm. be like 
what is the person, what is my neighbor wearing? What is, what is the person at the post office wearing? And there is a guy at the post office who has a pin that says best dressed U.S. Postal Service. So influencers are all around us and they're just like us. That's great. Even you, me. There's it's no such thing anymore. That you say that because I do feel like I used to care. Now that you're saying it, I'm like, you're right. I used to care more about like influencers and what they're and you know what they're wearing. And now I feel like I just follow a lot of brands, and mm-hmm. that's how I find things I like. It's like through seeing the brands or the stores. You know what I mean? Like that carry yeah. a bunch of brands. It's less about like what's this girl wearing? It's more like, what does this store carry? Because I like a lot of the yeah. stuff they carry or whatever. Especially with the pandemic, it's been really hard to find good places to shop. So brands have really had to step up to make people who are shopping from the comfort of their own home, like interesting. Yeah. And so that's definitely been a new way for like brands to become more inspiring than the person who they send free clothes to. Mm-hmm. Especially because like, I think people have noticed that like specific people aren't always putting out the best messages on social media. So it's up to the brands to be more relatable in that sense. Yeah, that's so, that's so true. And so smart over the pandemic. I have to say I have, I have unfortunately spent too. I feel like I unfollowed everyone I know who had a baby or like got married and I followed Mm -hmm. like 30,000 more brands. And now I like buy things from like Spain and I'm like, Oh wow. Why is the shipping $40? Oh, right. I'm buying like a fucking ring that's coming from Spain. The ring costs less than the shipping. Like, I'm like, I'm like, this is a problem. It It is worth it. Thank you. It is worth it. I like what I like, you know, for me, I, I shopping is always worth it to me. It gives me that tiny rush of serotonin that I need where I'm just like, I feel serene again. I know I do too. And I love getting packages now. Like it's like Christmas every day, you know, like, at the door. Ellen, you know, I shop, I shop. Okay. I shop at like 2am. I decided it's better for me to fall asleep to looking at like clothing and st- makeup and stuff than like people's Instagrams, you know, like when I'm on my phone, but now I, I order things at 2am and like I've ordered men's sneakers twice that like, we're like, <laughs> you're just like, is this, you're this half is probably asleep. my size and it shows up and you're like, this is eight sizes stupid. Yeah. I'm like half asleep and I'm like, click. There mm-hmm. has been you're a like, couple times. Yeah. I'm like, what did I buy last night? <laughs> you can that return everything. So they have good return policies. It's fine. It just, but it does give you that. Re- I'm like, I can sleep now. I got, I got it. Yeah. You're like, good night, everybody. <laughs> oh man. So what's up now? Like any other jobs you want to tell me? We're, we're coming to the end here. If you have any other stories that you want to whip up, but I'm trying to think so I can talk about uh, my, so basically I am looking, I, since I feel like yes. this is the perfect place to say where I am looking, Okay, I am looking for a full-time writing job in writing about fashion, art, and culture Okay, at pretty much any magazine or outlet. Um, I'm not going to say pretty much because I don't want to work for any Republican or offensive outlets. I was going <laughs> to say, I know you're, you, you care, you'll care where you're, where you're working, but you're yes, putting this yes. out there. Yes. So I'm trying to put my feelers out. So if anyone knows of any brands who are looking brands, magazines, places looking for a, a young girl who I like to think I know about a lot of up and coming and emerging brands. You do. Um, and, and places and people and things. I feel like I'll really add to someone's to someone's team. Oh, I was going to say, I got so excited. I saw you on one of my favorite places to shop, The Lobby. And I'm, oh, like, yes. I'm like clicking through and you popped up with a video and I was like, oh my God, it's Joan. Now you know it's cool. Now you know mm-hmm. it's good. The Lobby is really cool. I'm really big, a big fan of all the brands they have. That's another brand that another retailer that I'm like really honored to be included by be included by because they just have so many amazing brands and people on there. Yeah. Ellen, do you ever shop? Do you ever look at the I've lobby? I've never heard of it. I'll have to check it's it cool. out. It's like they have brands and then like any size you want, there's like someone who wears that size will like do a video about it and talk about it. So it's not oh, just like, that. and help you pick out what size to wear. Yeah. Oh, that's great. It's cool. I actually really enjoy it. And they carry great brands. So that's why I, I've come back to it a couple of times. I'm like, oh, they carry that too. Like, it's nice. It's a really, really cool place. So right, I'm trying well, to put gotta, my feelers out. Yeah, yeah. we got to get you that writing job. I feel like you are, you are very, unlike I think some fashion critics or fashion writers, you know, it's still like surface stuff for them. Like, I think you really do care about like the history on the 
personal side of a brand and the connection with people. And I think that, I like, really, really you're relatable. want people to feel included. Yeah. Because I think that's the hardest thing with the fashion industry is people feeling like they don't see themselves in what's being shown. Mm-hmm. And I feel like we really, really need to change that because fashion is something that everybody experiences every single day. So how can we go about making it a place where everyone feels excited about it? Amen. Well said. <laughs> Article number one. There you go. <laughs> Fashion is inclusive. It is. Wait, so we wanted to ask you some silly questions to relate to mm-hmm. this conversation. This is a perfect time, Ellen, I think, for it. Because um, we try, we've been trying to, um, if you know, help people who are unemployed uh, relate to our guests. It's called Fun Employed. It's called Fun Employed. You're right. You're right. There was a very close call when this podcast and my show were going to be called The Fun Employed Show, but <laughs> I thought, no, give it to them straight. You know what I mean? Give it, it. We're having fun, but we cry a lot. You know what I mean? Uh, <laughs> oh, I feel you on the crying. Every day. A good cry. You know, you need it every so often. So we wanted to know, okay, what, because you are good at this, what would you wear? This is a perfect actual question because she's sitting there without AC right now with a fan blowing on her. I, Ellen thought of this one what would you wear to a summer internship that like when it's 110 degrees out like but you want to you want to like feel cool you want to you know impress your coworkers or whatever your bosses this is such a good question okay so <laughs> oh, I, good i thought this was so I'm, silly <laughs> no no this is such a great question so is it can it be something i already have or something that would be my dream to wear oh whatever dream dream big this is a okay so i would probably wear um this sounds a little funny, but I would probably wear a crop top and either like a flowy skirt that's like cinched at the waist. Like mm-hmm. I have this really, really cute silk Simone Rocha skirt that's just like white and it goes down to like a little bit below my knees. And I love wearing it with like this um, MNZ little like it's like a wool crop top. Mm-hmm. And then I will would wear it with like little heels um, and then I would probably pack a pair of shorts for as soon as I get off. I would just put, do a camp, like a camp style change Switch. where I put the shorts on, undip the skirt, throw it. And then I'm like, and now I'm ready to go out to dinner. Yes. I'm always planning for, for what my next outfit is after the outfit I'm currently wearing. Very smart. I think about that with like my bag. Like I wish I could carry a smaller bag sometimes, but sometimes you're like, no, I need to throw in the shorts for later. Like I need a bigger bag for that. If it was a place where I felt really, really comfortable and I knew the vibe was like really cool, I might wear a bikini top with high-waisted jeans. Ooh. I feel like that's a really, really cute look in the summer. And I've been doing have, that like, lately. Hair, yeah. And since I have long hair, it's not like, um, it, it, if, if I needed to like cover it up, it would just be easy if somebody was like, you're wearing a bikini top. <laughs> and you're like, what? Don't like, know what I you're talking know, about. My hair is covering it. Yeah. No. Or you should just be like, yeah, I might swim today. Mm-hmm. Sorry. Yeah, I'm just going to take a dip in the Hudson after I get off of work. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Um, wait, there was a, Ellen, what was the other one we had? Um, well, uh, I don't know. What are you excited to wear now? Was the I best? guess it sounds like you've been. See, you've uh, been out there. You've been going to work. You've been seeing people. I was going <laughs> to ask, what are you going to wear? You know, now that we're we can go out and see people again. I'm excited for fall to wear more suits mm. because I you feel like a, a good two or three piece. A good two or three piece suit is something I'm always really excited to wear. Mm, I love that. Okay. You know what? It's funny because I because I love fashion. When I started doing comedy, I was very self-conscious about what I would wear on stage because I wanted to wear my clothes that I liked. And but I always felt like if I when I saw people perform and I liked their outfit, like I would think about the clothes and I wouldn't focus on the performance. So I always wanted to dress like very, you know, plain T-shirt jeans like so no one could think like, oh cool outfit or where'd she get that because you know I feel like over the growing up my friends everyone liked what I wore and I was like I don't want them to be here to see what I'm wearing like I want to I want them just to focus on the comedy and now I don't give a shit now I'm like "Mm -mm, I'm gonna wear Yeah, if I want to wear pajama pants I'm gonna wear pajama pants yeah that's just how it's gonna be yeah 
There's no more rules. We went through a really rough pandemic. We're still going through it. No more rules. No, not at all. I feel like it's funny because now I'm like, if I have to go somewhere, I'm like, oh, I get excited. Like, should I wear like 10 outfits today? Like, uh, you know, we're going places again. I'm going on my third outfit today. So, (laughs) Are you? Are you ready? Are you in the shorts yet? You've taken the skirt off? No, I'm in a skirt, um, a mini skirt, but I plan on putting on shorts because I was after this amazing podcast. I was going to take a walk. Nice. Nice. We really do need to meet up. We have, (laughs) I would love that. If you ever want to do anything fashion related, I'm always down. I do always. I would love to have you back on our show too. We're starting it up again. So, you know, July is the first one. I would love that. Yeah. Um, what would, I want to know like, what is, um, what was like your pandemic look like when you're unemployed and you're home all day and you're writing and you're kind of like having a day, do you get dressed or you just stay in pajamas? I actually made it a point to get dressed every day because since I'm so obsessed with fashion, that was like my one thing that when I was spending time alone, it made me feel really, really good about myself. That's good. I talk about that a lot, how I did my hair. I would do, you know, I, I liked matching. So I'd match my outfit and I was like, even if it was like sweats, I'm like, and I then still it, like when we would still have to go to the grocery store. So I was like, I'm going to pull a full on look for this. <laughs> yeah. Do you match your mask to the outfit? I do. I definitely do. Cool. And when it doesn't match, I feel uncomfortable. <laughs> <laughs> I kind of feel like it's like, I feel like that with my underwear too. Like, I don't want to wear like a leopard underwear if I'm wearing like, you know, uh, something that it doesn't go with. I like, I feel like that way about my mask. I'm like, it has to like go a little bit. (laughs) It it always has to match, but but I'm not, I'm the type of person who's like mask and outfit have to match, but, but my shoes and like my outfit don't really have to match. Got it. Okay, cool. Um, Joe, you're a dream. I feel like I could talk to you forever and I want to talk to you more, especially about clothes, because I think you always dress the coolest and yeah, that is so nice. I feel like I don't hear that enough. So I'm like extremely flattered, especially coming from you. Who's someone I like really admire in comedy and we have to get together sometime. We're getting together. We're going out for margaritas and we're going to talk about life because you (laughs) seem to really enjoy that memory with your boss. So I want to be on that level. (laughs) I love a good margarita. (laughs) Me too. Ellen, you're coming too. Ellen will follow you, right? Yes, Yes, I would love that. Um, Okay. Where can everybody find you, follow you, catch up, read your writing? So right now, my main freelance job is writing for Birdie. So if you check out Birdie, there um, are going to be a lot of different fashion articles that I'm writing. I'm actually working on six articles right now. Oh, my God. That's awesome. I love (laughs) Birdie. Yeah, those are my articles for June. Um, You can look at my website, which I have like an archive of writing zines and everything fun on there. It's joerosenthal.fun. And then you can follow my Instagram. Soon I might have a TikTok, but I'm still debating it. Um, but it's my Instagram fun. is just Joe Rosenthal. And uh, if you see me on the street, say hello. I promise I'm really, really friendly. You are really friendly. All right, everybody go find Joe. Thank you so much for doing this and chatting with us. Oh, thank you. Thanks, You're the Joe. Best. Oh, my goodness. What a good episode. That was fun. Didn't you have fun, Ellen? I did have fun. I always have fun. I mean, yes. But it's also, you know, I, I feel like it's we've had a lot of comedy actor people on lately it was cool to get like joe is like totally not in that industry i mean she appreciates the industry we're in you know but Mm -hmm. she she's in fashion which is like the industry i wish i was working in she's a writer Mm -hmm. like it was just yeah i don't know but she is she does have a a good sense of humor i'd say oh my god she could she could be a comedian if she really wanted to i think yeah we're gonna send each other tiktoks for sure that's why we had her on the the comedy show she was very funny yeah. Um, but you know what stuck out for me? I feel like the um, the comment about influencers and how influencers are not what they used to be and how it's more mm-hmm. about brands, which yeah. is good, you know? like Yeah, in fashion specifically, I think, right? Yeah, totally. I mean, you know, I think influencers will still be around forever. I think no matter what, we've kind of – our culture has like – we've gotten that, you know, a taste of that. And so people yeah. still do follow, they still have huge followings and stuff and brands will still work with them. But when she was saying that, I was like, you're right. I don't follow people as much as I follow the brands. Like I kept thinking that I was like, you're right over the pandemic. I followed all the brands as I mentioned, but 
not yeah. as many of the people who wear the stuff. Yeah, I've personally always been more interested in the brands. I don't really know if I've ever become obsessed with a fashion influencer. I've become obsessed, and you know which one. We're not going to say the name, but you know which one. <laughs> Wait, I more actually like hate watch. <laughs> exactly, because I, I want to say I had the same feeling towards that one person. I, but I would, yeah, I wasn't following them for like advice on what to wear. I was following with them because I was fascinated by their lives and how, yeah. I did get obsessed. There is do. another influencer. I, you know, influencer is like, uh, I feel like you hit a level. She used to do more fashion stuff. Now it's like she's an Amex partner and like all these random things mm-hmm. um, that are not like, you know, a T-shirt I want to buy. Like it's like, oh, wow, you are really with bigger brands now. But didn't I tell you this? Or I did it in a show. I don't know if you came to it where I talked about how she had a baby and like I still followed this influencer and like her fucking nine month journey to having the baby. And then like she wasn't really posting a lot. So she probably had it, but she didn't like want to post it. And then her Uh post coming out with the baby was like with Barack Obama. Yes, I remember the story. (laughs) I love this influencer. I, I still follow her, but I was so like, Damn, you really one-upped anyone who's ever had a child yeah. or been a public figure. Like I had a baby and I met Barack Obama. Right? And he <laughs> said it. Like, he announced it. And I was like... Oh, yeah. I can't oh, wait for the day. It's like when the, the, the biggest cameo you could get. <laughs> literally. And, yeah. And you knew all of her. She, she, I mean, smart move. Cause all of those followers are like totally sitting on the edge of the seat. Like, where is the baby? What's the name of the baby? You know, how, what was the delivery? Like, like, cause they get obsessed with like people's lives. And then mm-hmm. you're like, I'm, I'm invested. I'm part of it. And yeah. I was invested to a degree. I hate that I am, but I am, you know? And then she basically told her followers, um, I'm not going to show you my baby. I have to show it to one of the presidents of the United States Correct. first. Correct. Sorry. Damn. Oh my god. How is your how is your employment this week? Uh how's how's work? Oh, work is work. I'm going into an office tomorrow. <gasps> Congratulations. Uh, I guess. How Whatever. do you feel? Do you have to wear a mask? <laughs> like is it a big office? Do you have a desk? Like what are do you have specific um, yeah, I think I'm going to wear a mask. Um, I'm still kind of a little bit confused on all of that, but I think like basically we don't have to get uh, COVID tested anymore to be around each other if we're vaccinated. I was going to say, did they ask if you're vaccinated? I mean, I have. I could show them my Excelsior pass. <laughs> I have the proof. Uh. Um, but yeah, I think everyone still is wearing masks. And socially distancing. Is it required now to go back to work? Or if you, like, Friday, let's say you're like, do you mind if I work from home? Like, is that is that chill? Um, it's still really open. So it's still, like, I think, like, managers are more going into the office right. every day. But other people are staying at home. It depends on, like, what your role is, really. And for me, especially being basically a freelancer, I think it's a little bit more relaxed. It probably will be that way for a little bit more until we're all just back in. Right. I hope that companies are leaving it open because I do feel that everyone is – is like adjusting to this new transition at different paces. Like, yeah, I, I haven't agree. eaten in a restaurant yet, but I did, you know, I went to a bar like the other night we were at that place. Oh my God. And going to the bathroom, having to walk through a fucking pool of people on a dance floor was traumatizing. Like yeah. I'm still like, I'm still getting used to that too. That oh. was like, that was the first night where I was like, whoa, everyone is a- acting like this is actually over. It was that the first weekend when it was, uh, all the restrictions were lifted. So I guess everyone mm-hmm. was like, yep, it's over. But it's yeah. kind of like, too and fast did you for see me. what happened today? Um, 
no, just what? now, New York ended uh, to go alcohol, to go cocktails. Oh, yeah. That's sad. I know. I like that sad. part. I'd rather take a to go drink from a bar than like sit there yeah. and have a drink. I'm like, I loved being able to like just go home if I wanted yeah, right then and there. Yeah, I liked that part of the pandemic. I, I wanted to keep that. It felt very European. Yeah. It felt, it's funny because I was talking about it earlier today when my mom and I had lunch. She's in town and when we had lunch like the they were setting up their to go like little bar or whatever and they have like pictures of what you can like take to go I was like it's cute she's like they never did that in Philadelphia and I'm like well New York has it and then literally an hour later I'm like oh never mind (laughs) now it's gone it's gone well Anyway, uh, this was fun to catch up. I'm loving this at the end. Guys, use uh, users, users, <laughs> listeners, <Hey> users. <laughs> listeners, let us know if you're enjoying this new format where Ellen and I chill uh, at the end. Um, I'd love to hear from you. And please, please go and find us all over social media. Go find these episodes. You know where we are. Unemployed Podcast on Twitter. Unemployed with Anna on Instagram. Uh, Anna Roisman. Ellen Burke. I'm saying everyone's names. And definitely go follow Joe. She was so fun. And uh, she's a delight. She's a great follow. So I followed her. Love looking, it. Yeah. Looking all right. good. That's the all episode. Right. Go listen to others. Goodbye. Bye. Right now, I just want to take a moment to thank everybody who has supported our Patreon. This is your shout out right here from me. Tons of love. And if you haven't checked out our Patreon, all of our videos go up there. Sometimes I just write fun things because I feel like it. And it's just a really nice way to support us at Unemployed. And, you know, so we can keep this thing going. We do it for nothing. We do it for fun. We do it for you to listen to. So definitely check out the Patreon. And right now, huge shout out to our patrons, Bill Horton, Chi of Steel, Danielle McCartney, Lori Jackson, Jeannie Logan, we got Joe Galati, Chris Arneson, Jordan Lucero, Oscar Yuen, Ken Levin, and Vic Terry. Thank you so much. You have no idea how much it means to us, and I appreciate you, and I see you, and I love you.